Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. That was a very long pause. To be fair, you, you cut out a little bit on the on the thing, and then I I didn't hear you right away, and then yes, sorry. Hmm. Okay, well, f- fair enough. I mean, I, I could just edit that out, and we could redo it. I'd mean, be like, you'd be like, hi, everyone. I'd be like, hi, Maggie. You'd be like, welcome to Bad Movies Rock. And then welcome to Bad Movies Rock, and then I could do my whole spiel, but instead, I'm just gonna kind of leave it there. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, why why bother resetting? Nah, it's like a whole thing. Not gonna do that. Nah, it seems hard. We've gotten so far into the podcast, so we're we just so couldn't deep possibly. We're so deep let's let's not ruin the momentum like that. Couldn't possibly. Megan, Amber, you are my friend. Yes, you are my friend as well. And sometimes, as friends, we like to watch movies together. We do. Do we watch critically acclaimed movies, Megan? Tend to not, unless we can once in a while get away with it because we really want to. Megan, do we often want to bend the rules to watch a critically acclaimed movie? Like, are we are we like always super eager to to just check out those eighty to ninety percent films that come up on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic? Fuck no, Amber. We we do not want that. We want to watch the ones that are 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 bent and broken and lying on the ground, and we want to pick them up in our hands and just snuggle them close to us. Just dust them off and say, "You are a beautiful." beautiful piece of art. You are something that I am way too excited to see. Strange, terrible looking movie. I am sure there are some diamonds in your rough. And Amber, the diamond we found, the the beauty we found today is the last of the catastrophe of movies called The Expendables. Ah, The Expendables. Predominantly rough. Mostly rough. We have found some diamond in The Expendables 3. We really have. It's, but at it, it, the expense of the things that it did well in the first two, it, The Expendables is a shockingly uneven franchise. Y- this is not my favorite catastrophe. Th- these are not movies that I love, but I f- they feel it felt necessary for us to do them in part because they're the kind of movies we should love. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how right. we do, Megan. We love ridiculous. We love over-the-top action. We love no story to speak of. We love excellent hand-to-hand. We, we love some of the actors that are in this. There, It should be something that speaks to the part of our souls that drives us to do this podcast. And and it is... There are there are pieces of it that are, of course, um, fantastic. But, but yeah, no, this is not my... You know, I you know me. I love Fast Five. I love um, Die Hard. Like this is this this is not that. Yep. yep. This is a uh, yeah. And yeah. I think it's worth analyzing to kind of understand why it isn't that. To to understand the pieces of it that do work and that don't work. And it's kind of a it's a fractured franchise. It it almost gets it in this one. Really screws it up in this one, and then gets the thing it didn't get. Finally, in the third one. Right. While screwing up the other pieces. Right. Yeah. What a strange, what a strange franchise. But there are, there are some lovely things. There are some lovely moments. We will touch on those while also identifying why this movie just doesn't, doesn't capture us. Is it because we're women? Is it because we're queer? I don't think so. I think it's because we are connoisseurs of a certain type of ridiculous. Yes. Agreed. So let's, let's talk about, you know, the plot of this movie. And this movie had a little bit, a little bit more of a plot than the others, maybe, kind of. It had um, too much of a plot still, kind of like yeah. the others, but it, it had a little yeah. more of a plot in the sense that there were things that had to be done that were done, and then it was over. Right. Yes. <laughs> that is that is one way to describe this plot. There were things that had to be done, and now it's over. 
Yeah. I mean, but like the um, other, especially so, the first one, what was happening? That we're going to go in the ex rogue and then he's a thing and then drugs and I don't know, blow up, blow up, blow up everything, blow up everyone, kill, kill the army. Kill the whole army on this island town that we like, island country, I suppose it was, that, uh, you know, there the, the army really had, well, okay, that's the first one. Let me stop. I don't need to describe the first one again. Let's litigate the first movie. I'm just, what I'm saying is there, there's more of an A to B to C and then a, a, a final in this. Sure. You know, we, we've, we, had, we had a task. We didn't accomplish the task. Then we did. Then we didn't. Then we did. And mm-hmm. now it's dead and we're alive. Right. Exactly. I don't even know if you need to describe the plot anymore. I feel like I just did. I think you just did. I'll, I'll I, let you I, anyway. I don't want you to feel useless. Thank you. I appreciate that. The the only, I mean, basically that's it. We have a very fun scene at the beginning where um, they have to rescue someone and that someone is Wesley Snipes. Jing-a-ling, Fantastic. Jingling. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, then, of course, they need to take, like, they go right from rescuing this dude to then having to go on a mission. Um, and they, they take Wesley Snipes with them, and he's like, guess what? You are coming on this mission, and I hope you're ready to go, even though you've been captured for X amount of years and tortured or Eight. whatever. Eight years. Eight, yes. Mm-hmm. Ready to go to work? He is. And, uh, he and didn't they have a choice. Are- they were in a plane and going there. <laughs> yep, exactly. Wasn't going home. So they get to this place. They find out their target. Their target is Mel Gibson. They thought... Mel Gibson was dead already because, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Barney. Stallone. Good old, yeah. good old Barney. Shot him three mm-hmm. times in the chest. Always oh, double tap. And double tap doesn't mean shooting him twice in the chest. It means shooting him in the chest and the head, especially since he's on your team and you all wear body armor. Oh, no. You know it. You know he wears body <sighs> armor. What are you doing? But it is in and, character. Um, Barney is a moron. Barney is a dumb dumb. So many years ago, he thought he killed uh, Mel Gibson. He hadn't. Um, so uh, they <laughs> they fucked this shit up the worst way they could possibly. By oh, we'll talk about by, this. Oh boy, yes. Yeah. So then um, <laughs> they come back. All of a sudden, we've got Harrison Ford instead of Bruce Willis in the head CIA role. He yells at Barney for not having uh, done the job. And so Barney has to go back, but he doesn't want to bring his team with him, his old, his, 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 you know, the team he works super well with, and they've done like a whole bunch of, of adventures together. He doesn't want to bring them because it's too dangerous for them. He's going to find a new team. And so there's 45 minutes of this movie of him assembling a new team with Kelsey Grammer helping him do it. And it makes no sense that he's going to go ahead and bring in like all these children Okay, twenty somethings, thirty somethings to go on this essentially like suicide mission, yes. and he's going and finding them, and like he will look at someone and say, "You're not good enough to come with me and and to die on my mission." So yep, and and yeah. in one one of their cases, you're not young enough to come you're with not- me and die on this. One. I am only bringing twenty year olds in the prime of their life and with as little experience as possible with this sort of work into a deadly yeah. one way ticket mission. Yeah, Antonio Banderas, you are not lithe or virginal enough. You will... Your sacrifice will not keep me young. (laughs) Your youth does not offend me, and thus I must not destroy it. (laughs) Barney craves your youth. Oh, dear. Yeah, so uh, he goes in with these, like, children... And uh, they actually do the mission pretty well because now they have a hacker. And uh, it used to be that they just, like, you know, ram, rammed a truck through the shit. Now they can actually, like, turn off security, go get things. 
They're able to capture Mel Gibson. Of course, he gets away. His young team gets captured. His old team has to join together again to go rescue the youngins. And then uh, they, uh, Mel Gibson and a whole army of, uh, of a fake country attack them. And uh, they fight. Uh, they win. The end. Yeah, that's pretty much what I said before. Yeah, it is what you said. They, they they do a thing, but then they don't do a thing, but then they do the thing, but then they don't do the thing, but then they do the thing. Yes. The end. Yours was good, too. It was all right. Amber, what did the critics say about this movie? They felt it to be the worst of the catastrophe. 35 for critics and 58 for users on Metacritic. Okay. Yeah, 32 for critics and 48 for audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's a good 20% drop right yeah yeah it is which is which is super interesting because i felt that this one was certainly better than the than two for sure this one is superior to the i see i want to argue with them and in in some cases specific moments i do they're the san francisco chronicle person called out antonio banderas's performance as being unnecessary you oh, are a monster, sir. You How are... do you sleep at night? He was the best part Has of this fucking movie. Anyone ever loved you? Other critics said he was the standout. And then there was a... Oh, no. Oh, that's not... I'm sorry. San Francisco Chronicle guy is not the one who called out Antonio Banderas. He's the one who said that the best part of the movie was Mel Gibson. Oh, no. Incorrect. That was his brand of crazy. Yeah. The no, one who said it, untrue. it could do without Antonio Banderas was uh, the critic from The Rap, Alonso okay. Duralde. Come on. No, no. How do you sleep yeah. at night? How either of you sleep at night? But yeah. where they weren't wrong, it's too long, sure. But the action is relentless and dull. They There were some critics who very specifically called it the fact that they didn't make use of their hand-to-hand action very, stars. They bring Jet Li in at the very end so he can shoot a gun out of a helicopter. I mean, I loved yeah. seeing him. And I feel like at the very end... Mwah, beautiful loved it yes but they didn't have him do any action they didn't have him do yeah. any hand-to-hand combat they barely had hand-to-hand combat for ronda rousey jason statham and wesley snipes it, right a little bit but yeah a but, little bit but it was but not, a missed opportunity there were so sure. many missed opportunities and it's it, one of one of the things about the, the franchise you have actual action stars who are actually trained to do these things and do them right. well did you see couture do any hand-to-hand no. Yeah, you've got these MMA fighters. You've got these boxers. Like, they brought in some of the young folks who are boxers and like real like <laughs> real stunt people, like real fighters. And yeah, nothing. And they nothing. have amazing stunt actors the rest of the time. And they had a couple of good kind of almost parkour set pieces for both Antonio Banderas's and Wesley Snipes' stunt people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was mostly... Shoot, 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 explode. Shoot, 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 explode. Like, I'm going to drive this motorcycle over here. Oh, here's a tank. Oh, here's some helicopter, Where you know, airplay shooting warfare. It was... Right, but it was just shooting. It wasn't anything interesting, yeah. And it went on for a long time, and it, it was the majority of the scenes. And and you did have kind of highlight moments, and like Ronda Rousey did have some fun, and Tony Banderas was, was mixing up at the same time. It, it, but it really didn't have the same level of fun fighting action that you had in the first and the second one especially the first one and the action itself wasn't bombastic it was very vanilla 
there you didn't have somebody shooting a motorcycle into a helicopter because gosh darn it we our, our assault rifles aren't going to cut it and we just don't want to get back in the turret I and just don't want to yeah you you didn't have terry cruz literally hurling a missile into the air so that St- Sylvester Sloan could shoot it and blow up a helicopter. Like you didn't have that same level of ridiculousness. Yeah. And and so this movie is rated PG-13. The others were rated R. Um, there's been articles about it because this one was um, majorly considered a flop compared to the other two. And um, Sylvester Stallone has come out and said like, the you know that the big problem was that it wasn't rated uh that it they cut it down to a pg-13 so that they could reach a wider audience but in that in doing that they lost kind of their their core group but mm, i will say like, like all shit yeah all the things you just listed n- d- not bloody not gory like doesn't need you don't need an r rating to be ridiculous and like throw a motorcycle on a helicopter you know, I, I feel like they, they were like, oh, we're PG-13, so we have to be boring. That's not it. Like, you don't actually have to be boring to be PG-13. What just are need to the Fast Stop franchise? exploding heads. Like, is, is the Fast and Furious franchise, those are PG-13, aren't they? I, I believe, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I want to say they are. Yeah, they've got to be, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you, you, you mentioned the Fast and the Furious franchise at the beginning of this. It, we love that because, it, for the same reason that everybody does, you you have these, you you blow out the cast with with great people and then you have insane action that just keeps escalating and then, and then you run a fucking car over a fucking submarine it's fantastic they were street racers boosting dvd players and now they're saving the world working for shadow government agencies what is happening i don't know it's i don't care great. it's amazing what are you doing yeah. he fell out the- he just drove a car out of that building and then fell out of that thing oh and then landed on that thing and then it's the insanity of it all and and it's what expendables i think the reason it got as far as it did is because at the very least it did that well it didn't do the right. body comedy well it didn't do the downtime no. well it didn't do the story well it didn't do the acting well but the action scenes were good enough the choreography was fine and like they, they were ridiculous they did stupid dumb shit i didn't need to see somebody blown in half to to make it worthwhile and hilarious yeah. But where this movie did do better was with the downtime and the buddy buddy stuff and the like the lines, the character work. Some of the humor actually hit. Some of the acting actually hit. Some of the backstory actually hit. The plot yes. was followable. And it was interesting to actually have these moments of like, oh, I'm smiling because I thought that was kind of amusing. I'm not groaning or stone-faced or just waiting for the next fun action scene. Rolling my eyes. And there was at least least one part that I was like, oh, that's that's really touching. Like, Mm -hmm. that's sweet. And um, they they created a setup that and then had an earned moment of thoughtful, emotional reflection that they then didn't need to explicitly call out. Right, which was the best part. Then they just left it alone. I was like, ah, oh, look at you. Look you didn't over-explain you. that. You didn't fucking run that nice moment into the ground like you did with other things before. Yep. Yeah. And so, I and I, I do understand why the critics gave this a lower score, because this is an action movie and an action franchise. And so if the action falls flat, they're not going to give a shit if they fixed the other thing that was broken. Well, they didn't fix it. Right. If they duct taped it together better Mm -hmm. so that it functioned. So I do get why this is so much lower. 
But I feel like it deserves a little bit more credit for the stuff that worked. But it is an action movie, so. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I don't, I feel like I can't argue with them. I I am going to focus on the positive more Mm -hmm. so than, than the negative of the action, because we just said it didn't really, wasn't great. It was fine. It existed. It exploded. Some of the things were kind of funny, but mostly I was just thinking, oh, this is fun. I was stabbing that guy a lot. Oh, yeah. way to go, Ronda Rousey. Oh, that's great. Well, look at the grappling. Look what she's doing. With, oh, my yeah. God, that's cool. Oh, no, we're, we're back to shooting. Yeah. And and one thing that they did do better in this one than they did in the other two is they had um, – they, they didn't have any kind of weird uh, um, younger love person for Stallone to reject at the end. They um, had Ronda Rousey actually be – uh, uh, this pivotal part, part of the team and very good. They had, they didn't have her be, um, you know, dressed scantily or anything like that. They had, um, they left out, I mean, like, poor Charisma Carpenter gets left out the fucking movie, but at least you don't have Jason Statham being a dick to her in this one. Or Stallone kind of like, you know, maligning her mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. She's still the only woman. Oh, yeah, she's still the only woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, you know, baby steps, I guess. Baby steps. Mm. Mm. Critics, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not, not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But Megan, there are some lovely moments. There are some lovely moments, Amber. Shall we talk about them? Please do, what do that. You think, what, do you, what do you think about this opening scene where they, they rescue Wesley Snipes? <sighs> It's just so dumb and crazy. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a helicopter train prisoner heist that ends with Wesley Snipes refusing to be rescued because, yes. God damn it, he's going to kill that fucking prison warden with his own train. Yes, he is. You know how um, when you have a prison and you have a, a, you want transportation to it, you just have a, a high-speed train and the, the train track leads directly into the fucking prison. That's, yeah. I mean, this common thing, right? That's well, what okay. the setup was. I, I will say, in, in the movie's defense, it is a black site prison that isn't supposed to exist. So if you're going mm-hmm. to have a black site prison and you don't want people knowing about it, yeah, maybe you have your own set of train tracks. Yeah. You also kind okay. of wonder, why was he removed from the prison in the first place? And then why was yeah. he going back to it? Like, why was he in transit? Right. Because he'd been, they hadn't just caught, they made it clear that he'd been there. He'd been like in their, their, their clutches for eight years. So this wasn't a new capture. This was a, yeah. No. And he clearly had a personal vendetta against the prison warden himself because he was glaring at his picture when he decided to not get in the rescue helicopter, instead kill the rest of the people on the train, take it over, take the Gatling gun, shoot the prison, speed up the train, and then jump off at the last second so he could murder the warden. Right, the warden who was standing at the end of the tracks. In front of his like own you picture. Do. Yep, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that you knew it was him. You had to know. Yeah, pretty great. It's, it's, it's and, a fantastic, fantastic intro, frankly. Yes. And then you have, on, on the way to the next mission, of, of course, they're taking Wesley Snipes with them on this mission. Um, they have <laughs> they have Wesley Snipes talking to, talking to the guys that saved him. And uh, it's it's extra, Amber. It's... But in the best way. It's He's wow. It's oh, it's so good. Crazy eyes. 
Oh, yes. man. And Okay, Megan, I don't know if you knew this. It, of course, in the other movies, it, it was there. It was just so subtle, and they didn't want to call it out because, I you forgot. know, it's yeah, so yeah. poetical. But there's just a massive collection of dog tags hanging in the back of Barney's plane. And you pointed out that, of course, his original plane was crashed in the first mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry. He went to the wreckage and, and got a new one. Or maybe it was crashed Must in the second have. movie. I don't care. He definitely yeah. went and collected these dog tags so he could hang them in these planes. And those dog tags represent all mm-hmm. of the expendables who are dead. Who are now dead. And apparently it, it was like all of the people that Wesley, Wesley Snipes knew eight years ago. So, uh-oh. Like, <laughs> yep. It's not it's, it's not, a, not a great track record, one would think. Yeah. And yeah. I guess potentially Couture and Dolph Lundgren's characters did not know that's what those tags were. Or they just didn't like to think about it. But Wesley Snipes is just like, yeah, those dog tags dangling back there. Those are the people I knew. Those are the people whose jobs you took. Jingling, jingling. <laughs> it's just the, the jingling referencing, I guess, your impending death. Yep, yep. With the Talks craziest they, eyes, Megan. Uh-huh. They, they, they haunt Stallone. Jingling, jingling. Jingling, jingling. And I do yeah, also yeah. appreciate that, you know, Couture and Lundgren are, you know, sizing up Wesley Snipes, whose character's name is Doc, because he's a medic. Mm-hmm. I hear you killed more people than the plague. To which Doc responds, how about that? Just, you know. How about that? How about that? Is that what you heard? And then they, mm-hmm. he makes a joke about going to prison for tax evasion because ha 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 self-referential. Uh, it, right. This is his first movie after, wasn't like Snape's first after coming out of prison for tax evasion. Yep. And then, you know, the, the next mission's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I they're guess. ridiculous about it. They... <laughs> The, More, um, poor Wesley I mean, Snipes insanity. It's it's Wesley Snipes. It's a Wesley Snipes show for sure. And like he he's just like he's got all this energy, and he's just gonna like he's he's also a knife person. So him and Statham are kind of in a um you know show off battle with each other, and Snipes wins at least this round for sure. Um, Snipes ends up getting like they're at this like dock kind of thing, and he ends up. Um, getting in the um, big uh, 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 crane that's moving the um, uh, huge ass like uh, cargo containers. Yes, but, and, but uh, how does he get there, Megan? Oh, is yes, it is it by kicking in a door and shouting "Happy New Year, motherfuckers"? <laughs> and then after that, jumping, do, parkouring onto the crane like his, his stunt guy did some work getting onto oh, that crane. So good. And then attacking some guys, and one of them comes at him with a knife. To which he responds, Ooh, Sally, the man attacked me with a knife. <laughs> it's, so, it's so ridiculous. And then killing him with oh, it. And then he killed him with a knife. And wow. Meanwhile, yeah, was, the ground uh, team is just watching all of this. Like they watch him watching. parkour and they're like, oh, he's good. And then they see him, you know, oh, Sally, he attacked me with a knife. Oh, he's, he's quite good. We killed those men. Oh, he's in the crane now. Oh, he's very, very good. They're just uh-huh. the peanut gallerying. <laughs> yes. Snipes' doc just... Yes. And the, and these two f- first scenes are really, they're really fun. They're really different. They're really not like shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, like there's the train thing and there's this thing. And like, yeah, they're they're fun. They're interesting. And that's kind of the last of we get, that we get of this. Because, mm-hmm, um, of course, at the end of the scene, the rest of the movie needs to happen because we're, what, 15 minutes into it. Right. And, and their target, yeah. oh my gosh, he didn't know who their target was. It was Stonebanks, Mel Gibson, who's supposed to be dead. And they were there to kill him, I think. Yes. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. 
they were specifically there to kill them because you know Barney catches a catches a gander of this fellow. Yep. Oh, and it affects him. And his team's like, should we? Are we going to shoot? Are we going to do the thing where should we? We're going to shoot. You know, we we stealthed our way in here, and yeah. now it's time to kill kill they're this guy. That's, that's what we do. We yeah. solve problems with bullets. Yeah, um, they're hidden in a in a in a shipping container that's hovering over him. Like they have Mel Gibson has no idea. They've got a clean shot. They can just end this whole thing right now. So of course Barney screams Stonebanks and then starts shooting wildly at him. And then jumps out of hiding uh-huh. Uh-huh. cover. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. With like not a you know, like just randomly shooting, not yeah, mm-hmm. shooting wildly with a, with a handgun. I believe. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so it's, that's it's important exactly how you want to do this when you have the element of surprise to then throw it away because you're angry that someone you killed isn't dead. Yes, who you were about to kill. Yes. So it's it's. I mean, it, it's the rest of the movie can happen after this. It, and there's a chase scene, lots of shooting, lots of shooting. It's actually kind of. This is where it starts to get super vanilla. And then right. Terry Crews does jump a boat onto a flatbed truck. He did. Which yes, was fun. He did. That was great. And then as Mel Gibson is escaping, he decides to be the biggest dick he can be by shooting Terry Crews. Um, and uh, like he, he aims his sniper uh, at Stallone, but then like shifts it over to Terry Crews because he knows uh, hurting his teammate is going to hurt Stallone more than just killing him. Because it'll uh, hurt more. Because it'll hurt more. But then he also drops a fucking bomb on them. So yeah. it's unclear of what he really wanted. <laughs> like, well, I will hurt you more for three seconds. And then here's a bomb for you. You know, he's he's got a lot of different priorities working. Yeah. Working. It, yeah. It, yeah. So that sets up the movie. Well, technically that sets up Stallone, who is haunted by the jangalang jangalang of his all, all of his fallen comrades, realizing, oh man, I, I can't lose these guys. They're they're too important to me. Right. Yeah. To- so he leaves them. <laughs> he he Harry and the Hendersons them. He does, yeah. Absolutely. You so, don't so all belong this, this- with me. <laughs> all this fun stuff happens in the first what, like 15 minutes of the movie? And then the next half hour is uh Stallone riding around with Kelsey Grammer um <laughs> Kelsey to find <laughs> Why Kelsey Grammer? Because. Because apparently there was a chance it was going to be Nick Cage, which would have been. Oh my. Amazing. Oh, that would have been unhinged. That would have been. Yes, it would have been incredibly wild to watch. Because I'm not saying. Kelsey Grammer did an okay job playing fine, kind whatever. of like a boozy, semi washed up, but still competent talent scout. Yeah. Who then lied about having lung cancer just to fuck with Barney? To to, to he, he claimed he was just checking to make sure Barney was still human. Yeah, there was a couple of just weird shit going on, and they're like they're they're traveling the world. They're in a plane. They're in a car. They're going through the desert. They're like they must have spent like a week doing all the shit they're doing because they were in like Wyoming all of a sudden, and then other places that I don't remember. Yep, it was. It was distracting for several reasons, but I feel like the most salient issue being he approaches Kelsey Grammer saying, I ditched my team. I have to go after Stonebanks. Kelsey's like, oh, we're talking a one-way ticket. Like, I guess let me get you some people who are psychotic and not uh, worried about dying, and let's make sure they're the youngest people we can find. Of course. So, okay, I, I mean- want a team of young people. I don't care if they die. 
yeah, young, nubile people who are on a one-way ticket. Then he meets, oh, Antonio Banderas. Oh, he's very impressive. He's very impressive. Then he pulls down his, his handkerchief. He's like, oh, he's old. I, I can't take this one. He's, uh, he's not in the prime of his life. I cannot cut him down in his best days. Uh, he, he mm-hmm. doesn't have that many years to come, and I, I'm just not interested in taking what little he has left. I want to take a yeah. big chunk of somebody's life. Yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's really, the, the logic here is is disorienting. It, it really is. It's, yeah. And, and, and Antonio Banderas takes that what well? What is he? He saying? takes it so funny. Oh my goodness! So he parkours his way down. He's super excited. Yes, I've got a job interview. Yes, and then they see his face. They don't want him, and he's just like, "Oh my god, I need a job! All I know how to do is kill people, and I do that very well." And then he just glowers with his full body—a full mm-hmm. body glower after they've Hands walked away from hip. him. Yeah, Hands on hip, full body glower, and then storms off. It's and then, so like, turns cute. 90 degrees. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, really, really fantastic. It's such a strong, hilarious moment where he's just, but I need to kill some, why won't anybody let me kill somebody? I just, I want to do one thing. One thing. Why won't you let me do the one thing? Poor guy. We're probably not going to see him again, though. No, m- most likely not. It's funny. Yeah, the getting the team together part is boring. And then the team doing the mission is also really boring. I kind of tuned out while it was happening. I don't remember what I did instead. Yeah. I mean, essentially, they're after Mel Gibson, who's doing, like, an arms trade in, like, a museum. And they have this small window where they need to get him. And oh, they, yes. It's our first of they, three they, ticking they, clocks. They have 36 right, hours while he's on the grid. And then he's going to go mm-hmm. off the grid. Yeah, and it'll be, be lost forever. How the fuck do they know that? I don't know. Harrison Ford tells him. Yeah, Harris, Harrison Ford wants him alive. Oh, that's right. Yes. He's got to go to The Hague for war crimes. Mm-hmm. So. So this is a new, you know, kind of uh, uh, thing they're throwing in. He's got to be alive this time. If you just murdered him last time, he wouldn't have to be alive. I, I also want to mention that after he assembles his team and they, they go off on the mission, it shows his old team showing up. <laughs> like, they, they show up before they leave. Mm-hmm. So that they're like, they, they can meet the young guys and give them shit for being young and the young guys can give them shit for being old and then they, they watch them fly off like their parents going on vacation without them. Yeah. And then it shows them each individually in their sad yeah. life when they're not yes. off. On, they don't get to be on the plane. So Jason Statham is watching knife porn is what Megan called it. <laughs> He's just watching cooking shows where they're like cutting up watermelons and cutting up like other shit. <laughs> and drinking yep. beer. Terry yep. Crews is... I don't know, dying in a hospital bed alone because yep. none of them are with him, despite the fact right. that they don't currently have a job. And Randy Couture is sitting at a bar and he yep. looks over and he sees a guy sitting there and then <laughs> a group of, of male friends come up and they all hug each other and they're all happy to see each other. And it's three three white guys and a black guy. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I used to be one of those white guys with a black friend. <laughs> I used to have three white friends and a black guy who was also my friend. <laughs> It was exactly that breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. And then Dolph Lundgren is just at a at a, ra- a gun range, just like shooting the shit out of everything. Yeah. That was disconcerting. Yeah. he Drinking and shooting. Yeah. Yeah. So they're off to get Mel Gibson. And, and uh, the, the, Amber, remember this time it's it's personal or, or 
Personal or er, yeah. Yeah, yeah. last time it was just a Helmsworth that they had just started working with. This time it's Terry Crews. Why is it even more personal or er, er than that, Megan? Uh, because um, Mel Gibson was a part of the team before. He was an expendable, one he of the originals, ex- Megan. It, it was, it's, it's so much surprise registered on my face as you can imagine when uh when they showed um the the file that um they have on on mel gibson and oh he has an expendable tattoo what mind blown no. and then we get his backstory after they capture him and he because of course of course the mission is successful they capture him and then he's got tape on his mouth, but then Barney rips it off so he can punch yeah. him in the face. I'm not sure why he had to take the tape off to punch unclear. him. Yeah, you, you can unclear. actually just, I think maybe he just wanted to hear him say, ouch. I, I don't yeah, know. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also gave them an opportunity to have Barney and Mel Gibson give the backstory. I helped start right. the Expendables. You went really dark. You don't know what dark is. You think murdering people isn't dark? How many people did you kill today, motherfucker? Well, at least I didn't do war crimes. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So everybody's mad at everybody. Yeah. And then yeah. it turns out his watch has a GPS tracker that beeps. Uh, which they didn't, like, they, they did such a good job. These hackers, this, this young crew came in and, like, arguably they did a, like, it was boring, sure, but they did a better job than the Expendables have done in any of the other movies in terms of, like, getting in, getting out, like, yep. just taking down everybody yeah. that needed to and, like, you know, uh, kind of um, hurting Mel Gibson where they wanted to and then locking him in a room and Ronda Rousey was already there and she snaps the neck of his one bodyguard that's left and, like, okay, awesome, this is very cool. Yeah, surgical. And, yeah, and then they just leave his GPS tracker on him because, fuck, why not, I guess. Who, would, who wouldn't, who would assume that a billionaire would have contingency plans in place? Yeah. Yep. So then we get another ticking clock because he manages to capture the young team alive, but Barney gets away, Mm -hmm. sort of by getting blown up, almost drowning, and then killing the team of guys sent to capture him. Which I respected. I respected that Mel Gibson didn't, like, uh, Stallone gets blown off essentially a bridge into the water. He should be dead. But uh, uh, Mel Gibson doesn't take that as a... He needs a body. Um, as an answer. He yep. needs a body. Sends a team and, to find a body. Yep. And guess what, uh, Mel Gibson? That's how you do it. You fucking find the body and you double tap. Ugh. Right. Come on, Stallone. Yeah, Stallone. Mel Gibson did it right. Stallone is the one exactly. who can learn yes, a thing yes, or yes. two. Yeah. Right. So, and he keeps yeah. the young team alive because if Barney because. gets away, mm-hmm. he needs bait because he knows that even though Barney says he doesn't care about these youngins, he really secretly does because Barney has a heart and Mel Gibson doesn't. So, right, another the 48-hour clicking, clicking Second ticking t- clock. clock. He's going to mm-hmm. kill yep. the youngins if Barney doesn't show up. And we, then we have more time for Mel Gibson to monologue about his backstory, yep. where he says he was an American working for America, and then they turned on him to clean him up as a loose end. But then five seconds earlier, we were told he was Australian Special Forces, and that he became a war criminal, and that's why Barney was sent after him to stop it. It wasn't so much a loose end as a, oh, you're doing horrifying things. I think we should probably make that stop. But whatever. It it doesn't matter. It was another chance for Mel Gibson to monologue. Have I mentioned that I just don't like him? Yeah. Like, I don't that's care fair. about him as an actor so much because, mm-hmm. it, yes, everybody makes mistakes, Megan. They do. 
Mm. But you know the difference, I feel, between a, you know, a normal person, a healthy person who makes mistakes and, and a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. See, a healthy, normal person, they make a mistake and they learn from that and they grow. Yeah. They grow as a person. I don't yep. feel yeah. like he did. Nah. I feel like he just put it back in the bottle so that he could continue to profit. Yeah, yeah. No, off and of he, his he fame could, and and reputation, yeah. but I, I honestly don't think he thinks any differently about the world than he did before he was found out to be an anti-Semitic misogynist. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally agree, and I think he just disappeared for a while to make it look like he, uh, he disappeared for a while. A, because he couldn't get work, and B, because he, you know, wanted to hide for a little while till other shit happened and people forgot about it, so that he could start working again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. not impressed. And I, I especially fucking hate that shit with, um, you know, like actors and, you know, singers and famous people because they have enough money. They are already kind of at that morally indefensible level of wealth. Mm-hmm. So it's not as though we're keeping him from keeping a roof over his head or eating or feeding his family when we say, you know, I think we're done with you. Yeah. Maybe um, just go away. Let's have other people play pretend good who aren't, we aren't aware at least, are not good humans. Yeah. Agreed. That's just, that's a personal opinion. You know, I don't yeah. know him personally. I just know some anecdotes of shit that he's done. And maybe he has learned from his mistakes and grown as a human. It's a distinct possibility. Sounds doubtful though. It just, it doesn't it feel doubtful? Doesn't it feel it really does. super doubtful that a rich, powerful white man would do that? Yeah. Yeah, it does, Amber. Instead of just, like, go into a bunker and wait it out. Until he can make more millions of dollars. And then people would continue to hire him because he continues to put, you know, butts in the seats because he's a famous white guy. But that's just me. You know, that's just me. Anywho. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So he monologues some more. He's not... And he's not terribly interesting as a bad guy, again. No. No, not really. Tortured, I think. I think one of the reviews used the word "tortured," "grim." Fuck no, he's just he's he's boring. He's monologuing. He's you don't know the line. It's it's that you know classic. Well, you're a mercenary and you kill people, so you're a bad guy too. You're you're selling napalm and you're thinking about selling nuclear weapons and you're they they want to process. Whatever. I don't. There's it's it's not a gray area situation, but he's trying to make it that way. It doesn't matter what does matter. As that as Stallone is going to save his team or going to get the stuff he'll need to save his team, who is outside of his plane, Megan? Amber, this now we start one of the best stretches of the movie. Yes. Is Antonio Banderas? Galgo! And I don't believe he stops talking for a good 20 minutes. No, ma'am, he doesn't. And it is fantastic. And it is inspired. It is energetic. It is like it, it. You feel. You feel like his his like joy and happiness of being there. Like he just he just wants to go and kill people. Amber. He's good at it. And he was born to do it. And why won't anybody let him go kill people? And now guess what? He's being asked to do it. And he's so happy, Amber. He's so happy. Stallone sees him outside of his plane. He's like, man, you got to take me with you. You need a friend. And Stallone, you know, Barney, he doesn't need any friends. He's proven that in this movie. He doesn't need any friends. He just needs children to go get captured. But then he has to save them. And now he has no friends to help him save. But he doesn't need friends. He doesn't need them. To which Galgo responds, everyone needs a friend. I know because I don't have any. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Oh, Galco. That is an actual solid line. It is both sad yeah. and hilarious. And Antonio Banderas is on fire. He mm-hmm. is having so much fun. He is embodying the essence of this role. Just youthful energy, manic, joyful. Yes. With a hint of sad desperation. Right. He, he like, he, he, you know... Stallone asks him to help carry something up the um to to the plane. He grabs it. They, he starts going the wrong way, and then it just like <laughs> I don't know why, but I found that really endearing. Like it was just like this, like oops, yep. thing, and I, I don't know, on the plane, Gago. Right, of course, boss. Okay, right, right, of course. Um, <laughs> and then he just he keeps he is like telling stories re- about Mingo and stories, Torres yeah. and Tiger, and yeah, yep. he's he's telling Barney while he's trying to fix the plane. He's telling. You know, he's, the rest of the old team shows up. So he's he's telling Dolph Lundgren and Couture on the plane about the rest of his friends. He won't. And about, like, Stop how good they talking. are. Yes. And, like, he's he's singing their praises. They are, like, angelic to him. Like, he's talking about how they're so good at their job. And, like, you can't find a better point person. And this other person, like, so good at, like, whatever. And just, like, just, like giving them just all the praise and 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 uh honor best team that best can. team yeah, that ever best existed team. yeah so of course eventually barney's got to ask well they're already on their mission and outside of the plane and walking to save the young kids i gotta ask man why'd your team kick you out right because it's a yeah it's assumed that you know he's, he's not with his old team so they kicked him out to which oh, of amber. course megan oh oh amber there's a well of sadness under under this joy yeah. His team's gone. They They're were all dead. Yeah. They were pinned down. Yeah. And all of all of them died. Everyone except for Galgo. Yeah. And he, he starts to walk away after after, you know, letting go this painful truth and Barney Barney says, Mingo Torres and Tiger, right? And and Galgo Galgo stops. Mm-hmm. Turns around. This mm-hmm. look on his face. You were listening? Yeah, I was listening. And that's just the moment. And then he just says, yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's a good I, moment. He doesn't you, even say you, thank you. I think he just oh, nods. He, that's, yeah. He, I, you just telling that gave me like little goosebumps because it's just, it's like. It's, it's so this, sweet. He's been, he's been talking about these people with pure love. And we're kind of told, or assumed from the beginning that he's not longer with those, this team. And like, you kind of think, oh, he's a little manic. Like maybe they he's kicked him out. Can't stop too, talking. He's extra. He's irritating but, the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and and then you realize like he's talking about them because he loves them and he misses them, like because they're gone now, and it's just, and everybody seems like they weren't paying attention, but Stallone at least was and remembers their names. And remembers it's just, like, their names. I don't he was know. Listening, it's so, and it yeah. was it was it was a well crafted moment because you have this manic adorable irritating energy that's driving everybody else crazy he won't stop talking 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 giving them these names and these crazy stories man they must have kicked him out because he's annoying but no they all died and you have that moment of recognition which they kind of set up you know stallone with the jangling dog tags and not wanting to get his team dead but it's it was an earned moment yeah and it was so it was not overdone you were listening yeah i was listening and we're done we're not gonna Thank goodness you remembered their friends. I try to keep their memory alive because they meant so much to me. And I right. want to go on a death mission so that I can die in battle just like they... Like, it's not that bullshit. Yeah. It's just a... Yeah, which they've done before. Look at yeah. you, dude. This, this is a moment that belongs in a better movie. Well yeah. done. Yep, yep. And then we get our third ticking clock. 
And then we get our third ticking clock. We need one more ticking clock, Megan. Obviously, we do. We've we've found we've we 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 they get to the the site. It's like an abandoned like high rise complex thing. They find the youngsters. They um rescue. You know, they cut them down. And oh oh my, it's the place is all empty. But guess what? There's a video screen that pops on, and Mel Gibson is there telling them that uh, they the whole thing's rigged with C four, and it's all gonna explode. Now in 45 seconds, the hacker then uh, 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 takes some sort of device they have and is able to kind of hack into the signal and stop the C4 from blowing. But wouldn't you know it? Dolph Lundgren did not charge the battery on his wrist computer and they Come only on, have 9%, which means they yeah. only have 25 minutes before it stops yeah. jamming the explosives. And then we get the final scene. Shooting, shooting, mm-hmm. shooting, hand-to-hand so combat. shooting. Craziness. You know, then you get a guy on a dirt bike throwing grenades into the barrel of tanks. That's that kind of funny. Good. Yeah, that's kind of funny. And this guy was introduced as being like a motorcycle guy. And so, of course, there are like five motorcycles that come at them. And so he steals one of them and does some shenanigans. That's pretty. It's, it's better than the other things that are yeah. happening. Yeah. And remember, he, he jumps the motorcycle off of a downed helicopter's tail to yes. get into the building. That was pretty good. That was pretty cool. Yep. We've got the, they picked up one of the youngsters as a climber, Amber. Oh, he geez. starts climbing up, he starts climbing up this elevator shaft. Can we, un- can we unpack this? <laughs> I, t- I don't happening? know that we can. What I is don't happening? know, Amber. I don't know why. I don't, I feel like Stallone told him to do it. No, he did. And, he, he definitely right? told him to do it. I just don't understand why? why he told him to do it and what it accomplished. Because they have the entire made up country's military coming at them in tanks, yes. in droves, coming in by helicopter, rappelling mm-hmm. down the building, guns and humans, and there are 10 of them. So he has one of them, the guy with the wrist computer who's blocking the signal, peel off and climb mm-hmm. an ele- free climb an elevator shaft because we learned earlier in the movie he's a free climber. Right. Maybe he's trying to keep him safe and out of the fray so he doesn't... Sure. Like to keep the computer signal safe? safe? But I like he I I don't it seems like he needs to get to the roof for a reason. Yeah. So he he climbs up the elevator shaft. Yeah. And and they cut to him every once in a while. And the entire fight. These this like entire like last part of the movie. He is climbing. He's just climbing. He's He's just climbing. climbing. Yep. Stallone killing people, Couture and Dolph Lundgren taking over a tank, blowing shit up. Harrison Ford flies in with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jet Li. Mm-hmm. And they're just they shooting guys, doing some helicopter chases and boom booms. Yeah, you've yeah. got you you've got Galgo goes with with Christmas, Jason Statham's character. Christmas is not happy. Uh, Galgo gets kind of knocked down a floor below him, and <laughs> Statham just <laughs> shouts down, "Are you okay?" And of course, Galgo, full of energy, jumps up, dusts himself off. Totally fine. Totally fine. Full of energy. We are brothers, you and I. <laughs> and then just it's goes so running good. off. He just goes running off. And he winds up downstairs where uh, Ronda Rousey is just destroying men. Just, yes. just shooting, flipping, throwing, bashing, great this stuff. Is- this is pretty good. Like pretty of good. all the the last scene stuff, like this is obviously like the best part yep. when there's actually actual person actually doing something. Exactly. And um, she gets she's she's in a moment, two guys are about to to take her out and then Antonio Banderas happens to whoopsie fall onto them. 
Yes. He doesn't save her like a man. He accidentally no. falls. Yeah. Should, yeah like, he does. lands on his back in front of her, then hops up, grabs her wrist to help her up. And he's like, ah, oh, Luna, that means moon. Like, beautiful, mysterious, just like you. Would you like to hold my gun? Like, it's lascivious, but he actually yeah. hands her an AK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, there's something about it that's, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not gross. It's not gross. Pretty, it's, it's a pretty hard line to, to pull with those kinds of lines, but. And I think they did it well. Yeah. And then you yep. get that, like, it keeps cutting back and forth between everybody doing their things. But when they come back to, to Ronda Rousey and, and Galgo, it's it's fun. She's doing her thing. He's doing his thing. And at the end of the fight, when, when they have to run up to the roof, because gosh darn it, more of the military is coming in. So they're going to need an, an air recovery with the helicopter. He tells her, I was thinking of you the whole time. The whole fight. The whole fight. <laughs> the whole fight. And she's just like, shut he, up. Let's go. <laughs> he also, at some point after like maybe shooting somebody and then hiding behind a thing, he, he says, this is the best day of my life. This is the happiest moment <laughs> of my life. <laughs> and he does like a little like shimmy arm thing. Yeah, yes. it's, very, it's very good. He... Oh, Antonio Banderas is there's there's so much more of him than there is I think of Wesley Snipes technically. Yes. But he's also just he's having so much fun. He's putting everything yeah. into it and it's delightful. Yeah. There, there there's more Wesley Snipes at the very beginning than at this end scene. So, yeah. He he gets all his fun stuff done in the beginning. At, at the end he does he does mention Sally again for reasons Wesley Snipes and does. Wesley Snipes does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and then does is, like this a, is a trap. <laughs> Sally doesn't like this. This is a trap. I think is what he says Sally. as they eye the building where the young guys are are being held. Who and is then, like, Sally? Before he kills somebody, he does this like like in air punch punch punch, and then he goes and like kills him with a knife. Anyway, yeah, like psyching himself up. He does you know the, yeah. the fast uppercuts. He does some fun knife work, and and you know he, he does, does some yeah. fun hand to hand. He is he is a trained martial artist too. He's he's kind mm -hmm. of in tandem with Jason Statham who. Right. Also does some hand to hand yeah, some, and a lot of a knife bit. work. Uh and that's yeah. fine. It's, it's, that's, that's, that goes fine. Yeah. yeah. And, and and by the way, we should say that amongst all of these scenes cuz they they cut to Sloan, they cut to Statham, they cut to Benders. All and then they cut to elevator shaft guy. Oh, yep. Yep. He's, he's still, still climbing. climbing. He's still climbing. Yep, yep. still uh, climbing. Megan, Megan, um when yes. does he arrive at his destination? Amber he arrives just after everybody else arrives on the roof. For the evac. But didn't they kill everybody in the building and then run up the stairs at the last minute? Yeah. And he got he got there at the at the at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why did he go up the elevator shaft and not up the yeah, stairs? Yeah, I, I still wish I could tell you that thing that okay. you're asking. And me. and why was he doing it in the first place? Is just uh, just checking in. Why why did he why did they send him away from the fight to um Because he uh ha because he was a free climber, Amber, and he had to show off his free climbingness. Okay. In an elevator shaft where no one could see him. Sure, sure. So, that you, so if you if you'd had like a contortionist mm -hmm. during this fight, then you would have had them like get they in this box. Yeah, shimmy down this small get thing. In this, get in this tiny box. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bye. And then at the end, somebody would just carry it up the stairs to the helicopter. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's it's. Yep. If they had a graffiti artist. They would say, make a mural. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Immortalize our fallen comrade now. <laughs> Isn't the it's building important. about to be blown up? Now, damn it! Listen, this is what we brought you in for. This is what we trained for. If they had a pianist, they would have just had them play a melody. Mm -hmm. As the place 
blew up. Of course the place blows up. We all know the place is going to blow up. But Mel Gibson, getting very frustrated with the military, not killing these 10 men, kills two of the people he's been working with and drives a truck into this casino that he himself had rigged with C4. He knows it's going to blow. Gets into a brawl with Stallone. They both get rid of their guns. They're not sheep. They're men. They don't say that this time, but it's implied. But you know what they are thinking. Yeah, they're definitely thinking about not being sheep. They do. And, uh, you know, Stallone eventually shoots him. Yep. Uh, of course, of course. Deboring. Mel Gibson says, what about the Hague? Because we all know he's supposed to bring him to the Hague to stand trial right. for his war crimes. Megan, does Barney have a response to this? He says, I am the Hague. Oh, Stallone. Oh, like his thing, I am the law. Yeah. He is the law. And, and they... They sneak these in uh, a little bit better this time. The la- last movie, I got really mad about it. This movie, like, he doesn't say, I am the law. He says, I am the Hank. We yep. know what he sa- he means. We know what he means. Stallone says, get to the chopper. Great. That's fine. They were actually going to a chopper. They were. Makes sense. I think there was at least one or two more. But, like, they actually put them in in, a, in a reasonable spaces, which is... It did not I feel do. like they had a checklist of catchphrases and lines that they wanted to jam somewhere into the movie. It felt like they looked at the movie and were like, "We can do a get to the chopper here." Like, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's have uh, let's have Schwarzenegger on the chopper. And it's like, yeah, what yeah, can we do? What, what, what can we say when he shoots him? Yeah. Well, how about just like I am the Hague? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Yeah, fuck, why not? Yeah. As opposed to okay, we gotta get in uh, Yippee Kaye. We gotta get in, and I'll be back. Let's get in five. I'll be get back. So let's let's make yeah. sure we. It really hit that hard. Yeah. Just really, really ram that in. Yeah. Uh, but Megan. Yes, Amber. What's the best part of this movie? Well, are, are you talking about the very end of this movie? I mean, I'm talking about the best part of this movie. It happens to be at the very end. Yes. Okay. Well, first I will say that, okay, so so we're working on a time limit there. Um, but on the roof scene, we see Schwarzenegger and uh, Jet Li. And they're, they have come onto the roof. They are tandem. Like, unfortunately, Jet Li's shooting guns it's not as the most interesting he can, thing he could do but still they're working super well together amber like they have apparently such Jet Li a has, good rhythm and flow yeah yeah apparently um jet lee's been working for schwarzenegger because he pays him more and uh uh so we, we get that kind of thing happen and they all get on a helicopter and they get off right as the building explodes anyway then we get to the scene um at the very end where uh they're at a they're at a bar they're having their like post murder fest party, and uh, they're hanging out. You know, a lot of one liners. You know, lots of smiles and and Terry Crews is there. Yay! He's not dead. He gives uh, the lucky ring back to Stallone because uh, you know he lived what is, in, whatever. What is, it? what is that ring? I don't know. Where did Amber, it come it's, from? It's so what, gaudy. What's its significance? It's so it's ugly. The most, it's the most gaudy ring, but it is lucky. So, yeah, I, I suppose so. the, the young kids got the the special expendables tattoo which was just introduced in this movie and didn't exist in the other two right but we had to have it because we had to see it on mel gibson so we knew that he had been an expendable oh and antonio banderas about that one. Oh yeah I mean, you're, you're still in shock it's okay it'll, yeah, it'll it's take a while hard for me to get over uh, Antonio Banderas also got one, and he is also invited to the team, and he is so happy. He's so happy, Amber. He's so he tries to play it cool, but then when when Stallone's like, "No, you're in," he he can't. He can't. Big old hug. Oh, so cute. But Megan, yeah, but uh, Megan. even better, Am- even better, Amber. We uh, we get Schwarzenegger and we get uh, uh, Lee, and uh, they've come in. 
they are uh, they're they're talking with Stallone. Um, they're kind of like standing right next to each other, being 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 real chummy. And at some point, um, uh, Stallone says, "Get a room, you two. No, he says, "Do oh. you guys need a room? Do you guys need a room?" Mm-hmm. And they they look at each other and say, "We don't need a room." And they snuggle in closer and grin, grin and so grin. happily. Amber. Amber. So cute. They're together. They're a couple. They're a couple. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jet Li are a couple at the end of this movie. It's so goddamn cute. It's the best. It's, it's, and, and then like, and then Schwarzenegger, or no, who, uh, Stallone just walks away. Like, yes, yeah. all right. They're just snuggling. And it, it's oh so my beautiful. gosh, it's so beautiful. I love it. So much. It is such a rejection of of the inherent kind of not not I guess it, it, there's not an inherent homophobia to the to you guys need a room question because that that people say that to hetero couples too like anybody who's being like cutesy cutesy yeah yep but I love the fact that it didn't lead to a homophobic reaction it led to a no we don't need a room we're not we don't we're we're happy snuggling in we're public good right now yeah yeah we're we're good and you know what. You know what, Amber? This this final moment in this movie is the rejection of all the like toxic yes, exactly. masculinity exactly. that we've been talking about in all the rest of these movies. All the like throwback to the '90s bullshit masculinity, you know, big muscle guys shoot 'em up, which is what this all is. Like that's what all three of these catastrophe movies are. It's it's. It's it's homage to that kind of genre. Yeah, it's but an it's homage, only, not a yeah. send up, and not a lampoon. It's 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 almost yep. a celebration of it. it. Without and and we've talked about this without being critical, referential, satirical. It, it kind of I mean to the extent that it's, it's it's satirical to the extent that it's it's old guys doing the same things that they used to do in the eighties and nineties. But it's, it's not same, attacking. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not attacking or questioning or or mocking. The inherent misogyny or homophobia that those that those things often had. Yep. And okay. this is this is this, this is last us, moment. This last moment. This glimmer this moment. of oh, yeah. look what they could have done. Well, look what they look what they did do. And I'm very appreciative because like it, it went from like oh this is this is there's very enjoyable parts of this movie. There's there's banderas and there's uh, snipes and like they they have made. Jing-lang, jing-lang. <laughs> They have made so much of it, you know, a lot more interesting than that than uh, before. Um, but this, this is like over the top of like, mm. oh shit, you did something different. Mm-hmm. This is whipped cream fudge and that disgusting cherry. Yes, yeah. This is this is peanut butter fudge. Oh, oh it's so delightful. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. It it makes me smile so yeah. hard. Thank you for that. I, I there could have been more of it. I wish there was more of it. I wish I wish you. We're we're better at this, but you, you this is this is still in this movie. This is this still is, in this movie. This is like the last moment of this. This yeah. is the last flavor you leave people with. Yeah. Then you you, you may yes you do start the mo- movie with talking about guns and dicks and and premature ejaculation with things, but yeah, you end it with this. You end it with this. You end it with this and. Ronda Rousey's character being the one to say to Stallone, if you were 30 years younger, which is such, which is, again, is like, is such a rejection of the, oh, the women want to be with him, but he's, not this life, not in this life. Not only does she not leave the team, she's still a part of the team, but like, they still feel the need to say it, 
but they say it in a way of just like you this is no <laughs> this this is not okay yeah and then yes oh yeah jet lee and arnold sorkin are, yeah they're, they're a couple in this in this universe they're they're together and it's yeah. and they're happy and it's adorable and no one has a problem with it because why the fuck would they yeah oh delightful <sighs> delightful amber i mean it, it makes me a little sad that we're so happy about this crumb but yeah sure i'm sure. still excited it exists so it's i'm not I'm, I'm not gonna let it let it bring me yeah. down to think about oh cool this you know 10 second thing is gonna at the end of the third through. right at yeah. the end of the third fucking movie <laughs> oh, a little a little queer tidbit thank you thank yeah, you so thank much you. num 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 this will this will take me through the long winter of <laughs> <laughs> heteronormativity yeah. that i have to get through yeah exactly yeah. So, Amber, yes, what would what would you rate this movie on the rock scale? Regrettable, outstanding, crazy balls, or K? This, it, the, the, there's, there's a complexity to the Expendables franchise mm. that is just yes. really not captured in the rock system. Weirdly, oh, that your can't beautifully be. sophisticated system. It cannot be. Yes. No, I would say that this one avoids regrettability. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dances do. along the K line with some excellent crazy ballsness. And just yeah. a couple of outstanding tidbits. Just, I mean, just, and, and it may just be yes. because the rest of it is so pedestrian and the rest of the series is so meh, but Snipes, Banderas, and Je- Lee and Schwarzenegger at the yeah. end are just They're, yeah, it's delightful. It's, it is, it, yes. And that's weird, right? I don't think I said anything's been in, outstanding in these movies. Mm-mm. Those... Those roles and those those moments are outstanding. I could watch Snipes be a fucking weirdo. I like, want to hear him day. talk to Sally for another twenty minutes. Yeah. I assume she's his friend from prison times. She lives in his head. Of and course she does. She doesn't approve of it when he's attacked with a knife. No, she does not. She does not care for it. And she knows that that's a fucking trap over there. <laughs> Sally is wise to your trap Sally, bullshit. Sally knows this shit. <laughs> and and then Banderas just being him, just being like oh, an energetic God, no. light God, no. of mur- a murder light. Mm-hmm. He's... He's a, he's a ball of murder energy. He's a shining supernova of death dealing. And, ha- and just radiating happiness out of himself. Utter positivity, yes. Of murder. <laughs> what a, it's, it's like joie de vivre, but it's, you know, mort instead. He's got yes. a joie de mort. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, don't know what happened there. And, That's uh, how you got to roll your R's for the French. Yes, yes. Joie de mort. Oh boy! And then yeah, and then of course Schwarzenegger and Lee. Like it's it that's that's outstanding. That is outstanding. Yep. So it, yeah. I, I think they are so highlighted by the the caniness of the rest of the movie that that it does they they propel them from crazy balls to outstanding. I think just by mm-hmm. yeah by comparison, and, and, but right. I do. Yes, and I do think like the the crazy balls moments in this are actually less than the other movies because they've like it's again like you said all shooting no, no no fun antics. Mm-hmm. And, Few yeah, such fun antics. Light ridiculousness. Yeah, Megan, Amber, do you have an happy story? I do. So my cousins came up. Uh, they drove up with their uh, kiddos, and one of their kids uh, is eight. Uh, let's call her, let's call her S Amber. Um, cause you know, I don't want to share kids' names on the internet, except for apparently my niece says, and, uh, and, um, yeah, that's the, the name of this segment is your niece's name. Yes, it is. And, uh, but I've checked with her parents. I know that this is okay with them. 
for some reason. So, um, or maybe Abby is an alias. We don't know. So, <laughs> Abby, <laughs> Abby is super shy as soon as they come in because that's often how she starts out, which is really amusing to see with Abby because Abby is is such the center of attention. But like like most four and a half year olds, it takes her a little bit uh, of warm up time. But um, so she was she was um, saying kind of after this first day with them where like she went from super, super shy to like best friends with S and like holding hands and like being so adorable. And she was Abby was telling um, Erica at the end of the day, she's like, yeah, at first I was afraid to even say hi, but now she's my best friend. <laughs> that's really cute. happened so fast it my best so friend fa- my best friend yeah anyway super great ah to be a kid again and trust yeah. people so quickly yeah because you don't realize how easy it makes it for them to rip out your freaking heart don't oh, trust boy. girls abby oh, don't trust well. anyone okay they're oh, vicious oh. monsters that you are all burgeoning sociopaths ready to practice your mind manipulative psychological torture arts on each other for the next two decades wow oh i'm sorry um are you okay do do you not remember childhood like that because that is uh definitely remember childhood like that yeah yeah, it's a rough 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 time yeah and i'm not gonna argue that it's not rough i just i want to prepare people psychologically for it yeah Right. Enjoy, enjoy this moment. Enjoy being able to become best friends with somebody. Not protect your heart from the cruelty and the vagaries of life. <laughs> when they, they join the in-group and you're just not a part of it. Wow. Hide your heart, Abby. Okay. Amber, do you have a recommendation? You know, I do. Um, and it's actually kind of, uh, what is the word? Thematically related. Oh, excellent. I would like to recommend the movie Booksmart. I see. Thematically, not to the Expendables, but to... Uh, friendship. To, uh, Female friendship. friendship. Yes. Yeah, okay. It is it is a beautiful fantasy of high school and female friendship. It is a movie that takes all of the rough edges that you usually associate with high school comedic or dramatic movies and just makes it so all of the cruelty is removed. And so you can still have like awkward, uncomfortable moments no one gets eviscerated for terrible reasons you know none of that described the actual movie itself (laughs) book smart yes is a movie from 2019 it essentially follows these two young women on the eve of their graduation and one of them in particular realizes you know she she believes that she's just been toiling away working hard nose to the grindstone she's 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 the kind of person who has like a 20-year plan she's gonna be on the supreme court the youngest supreme court member but she has to she can't have any fun. And she realizes, actually, she could have had fun because all of her classmates who she thought were slackers and weren't going anywhere, like one of them is actually going to her school, the person that she kind of has the cruelest assumptions about, and who actually has the cruelest assumptions about her. And, you know, another one is going to Stanford, another one is, is you know, going to go work for Google. They are actually able to accomplish success and have socialized and have fun. And so... She convinces her her dear, 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 like super best friend. They are so cute together. Mm-hmm. That this is their last chance. Their last chance to have fun in high school. They have to go and they have to go to a party and live it up. Otherwise, they've missed their moment. And so it's that that kind of like desperation, strong female friendship that leads them into think super bad without it being fucking disgusting and misogynistic. 
Yeah. That is actually funny. It, it was directed by Olivia Wilde. Um, it was written by three women. And it stars Caitlin Dever, Beanie Feldstein, and Jessica Williams. And it's it's what um Caitlin Dever is is uh I mean you recognize her, Megan, from Justified. Of course, it's Justified. It's Justified. Yeah. She's great in it. And like Jessica yes. Williams is from Two Dope Queens, uh Will Forte's mm-hmm. in it, Jason Sudeikis is in it, Lisa Kudrow's briefly in it. It's 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 such a it's so funny and lovely. Gigi's and in it. Gigi, I was just about to get to Gigi, Megan. <laughs> Billy it's Lord by, mm-hmm. is, is, plays Gigi. Gigi is my favorite character. Gigi takes you on a journey in this yep. movie. Absolutely. I love her. She is their fucking spiritual guide. Yes. She's gorgeous and lovely. Sorry. Yeah. So and- I don't describe things very well, um, but see it. Maybe go watch Booksmart. Please, please, please watch Booksmart. It's actually really, really sweet and funny. And, and It is. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 we watched it actually together, Ember, together in the same room, we like did. two people who can see each other again sometimes. Yay! Mm-hmm. I saw your face, and then I made you watch this movie. Yes, and I would like to say to you, my friend, <gasps> Amber got a ride. Yes, I live for this shit. <laughs> this is the happiest moment of my life. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, it's it's. It is. It is a movie that I've I've thought about quite a bit after we watched it. Just kind of the the. It, it's very sweet. It is very yeah. sweet, and it it's very much takes this high school drama thing that so many um. There's so many movies that are kind of along the same kind of lines, but it, it it's it's the sweeter, but all but also very funny and very like, you know. These these young women making funny jokes and like having like a really sweet friendship and and um uh uh Caitlin Denver De- Dever is um uh uh plays a gay woman and like yes. but but they're never like they they I don't know they they but they I don't know it's, it's not just, othered it's, it's not exoticized it's she she came out in 10th grade she's like yep. dealing with her own burgeoning sexuality but not in a ooh but it's queer sexuality it's just right ah oh. she just hasn't yeah she just hasn't been with anyone and so mm-hmm. like that's part of it and like her her, her mom and dad who are who, I think Lisa Kudrow and Will Forte yes. are just like super excited for her and they oh. think that they think she's dating uh, uh, Beanie Feldstein, the the um, the her best her friend, best friend but, yeah. but like she's not. But like they think it's great, and I don't know. It's yeah, it's oh, so it's just so, and it flips sweet. a lot of your expectations. It like you think does. that these, you think that these two ones that you start off with, like these two um, uh, women that you start off with, you think they're gonna be like the good guys and they are going to be fighting against everybody else because everybody else is the worst because they didn't concentrate just on school and you realize no 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 these other folks did all of that plus they also managed to like have other friends and Mm -hmm. like and 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 do other things and deal um, with their own shit like it's it's it complicates the story it creates gray areas and and it turns out like nobody's in the right and nobody's in the wrong and a big chunk of it is you just didn't really understand each other until you yeah. took the time to really look at the other person and see their life and, and talk to them. Right. You, 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 no one took the time to get to know anyone else. And like, and 
and now they're finally taking that time and it's it's kind of beautiful yeah it really it's ridiculous yeah. it's silly mm. it's sweet it's funny yeah highly recommend yeah uh, yeah it's 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 a sweet fun movie it is it is something that i wish i had gotten to watch as a freaking teenager yes absolutely they're so positive they're so like fiercely body positive with each other and just yes oh, yeah yeah so amber i would like to finish up this podcast and say See, what i always say at the end time, of every podcast I'm on the high of book smart mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and and leon schwarzenegger and then you bring me to the low the low of this this nonsense this torture this amber, cruelty rock or bust abby this is what i'm talking about this is exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about best friends and having to protect your heart, okay? When you listen to this when you're older and you you have you have felt the stings and the vagaries of female friendship, mm-hmm. this, this is what I'm talking about. Rock or bust? What the fuck does that mean? Mm. But you said Some it to shit. me. You said it to Some- me. Your friend, my friend. Uh, it's an ACDC song. I'm still working my way through this. Oh, jeez. Never have I hated ACDC more than in this moment. I didn't even know I could hate ACDC. I didn't have an opinion about ACDC. Yeah, and now I yeah. do, and it's your fault. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know that I... Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Have a great weekend this year. <laughs> Bye, Embers. Bye. Bye.